No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Samuel gains a reputation as a prophet in Israel, but Israel loses the Ark of the Covenant to the Philistines in battle. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3 on Simply the Bible. For a long, long time, there had been no prophetic word in Israel. But at last, the situation had changed. God was with Samuel and anointed him to be a prophet in Israel. We continue today in 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19. So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. And all Israel, from Dan to Beersheba, knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh, for the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh by the word of the Lord. And the word of Samuel came to all Israel. The Lord was with Samuel, and he wouldn't let any words of his fall to the ground. That means that every single prophetic word that Samuel said, God brought to pass. So everybody knew very quickly that Samuel was a legitimate prophet of God, and his reputation spread throughout the nation. It was said then that the Lord appeared in Shiloh. This was the first time, really, that the Lord had appeared. Now, there was nothing different. He was, had always been there at, at the Ark of the Covenant, but, of course, people couldn't see the Ark of the Covenant. It was in the most holy place. But they knew now the Lord was appearing in Shiloh through his word. And that's the way it is. God appears through those who are teaching his word in the power of the Holy Spirit. It's amazing how powerful the teaching of God's word is and how it can spread when it is anointed by the Holy Spirit. And really, that's what should happen in every pulpit, in every church throughout our land. But sadly, many times people are sharing their own opinions rather than the Spirit-anointed, Spirit-empowered Word of God. Charles Spurgeon once said that if I share my opinion rather than the Word of God, it's like holding a candle up against the sun. Chapter 4. Now Israel went out to battle against the Philistines and encamped beside Ebenezer, and the Philistines encamped in Aphek. Then the Philistines put themselves in battle array against Israel, and when they joined battle, Israel was defeated by the Philistines, who killed about 4,000 men of the army in the field. The Philistines went against Israel, and they beat them. Why? Because Israel was not keeping the Lord's covenant. Proverbs 14.34 says that righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach to any people. It's when we choose to do what's right according to the word of God that God can bless us. But if we ignore his commandments, we are asking for trouble. Now, Israel was without excuse because they had the revelation of God through his word. They weren't walking in the light of it. Therefore, God now sold them into the hand of their enemy, the Philistines. 
And when the people had come into the camp, the elders of Israel said, Why has the Lord defeated us today before the Philistines? Let us bring the ark of the covenant of the Lord from Shiloh to us, that when it comes among us, it may save us from the hand of our enemies. Now, there was obviously a misunderstanding here among the elders about really why this was happening. If they had understood the real reason that they had just been defeated by the Philistines, then they would have humbled themselves and confessed their sins. Then perhaps God would have given them victory over their enemy. Instead, they wanted to bring the Ark of the Covenant out, thinking that that would mean that God would be with them. They were treating the Ark of the Covenant and God as though he were some good luck charm that they were going to bring into the battle. You see, God dwelt in the most holy place above the Ark of the Covenant. And so they thought, well, we'll bring the Ark of the Covenant out here and we'll have God with us and therefore uh, we can't help but beat the Philistines. But you can't treat God that way. You can't treat God as though he is a good luck charm, as though he's going to go ahead and just bless whatever you do because you got him on your side. God will bless what we do if we are doing what he's called us to do. So the people sent to Shiloh that they might bring from there the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord of hosts who dwells between the cherubim and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, were there with the Ark of the Covenant of God. Now picture this. Hophni and Phinehas go back to Shiloh. They go into the most holy place, which God forbid them to do. Only the high priest was to go before the Lord in the most holy place, and then only once a year on the Day of Atonement. They went ahead, went in there, picked up the Ark of the Covenant. Now, these two were already under a sentence of death. God said they were going to die because they had disobeyed the Lord uh, through their vile acts. And so uh, they picked up the Ark of the Covenant. God didn't strike them yet, uh, but they, they brought it back to the camp where the Israelites were. And really, in a sense, they were pallbearers to their own funeral because that very day they would die as a result of their disobedience to God. And when the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord came into the camp, all Israel shouted so loudly that the earth shook. Everybody was excited. They thought we're going to win now for sure. Now, when the Philistines heard the noise of the shout, they said, what does the sound of this great shout in the camp of the Hebrews mean? And then they understood that the Ark of the Lord had come into the camp. So the Philistines were afraid. For they said, God has come into the camp. And they said, woe to us, for such a thing has never happened before. Woe to us, who will deliver us from the hand of these mighty gods? These are the gods who struck the Egyptians with all the plagues in the wilderness. Now, this had never happened before. The Ark of the Covenant had gone before the people when they had first crossed the Jordan River and conquered Jericho. But since then, they had never taken the Ark of the Covenant into battle with them. And the Philistines knew that this was the God that had delivered the Hebrews from Egypt and had done these mighty miracles. And when they saw that the Ark of the Covenant was with the children of Israel there coming against them, they thought, we're dead. We can't fight against this God. But rather than just running away, they said, be strong and conduct 
yourselves like men, you Philistines, that you do not become servants of the Hebrews as they have been to you. Conduct yourselves like men and fight. They determined that they were just going to fight harder because it was too late to turn back now. So the Philistines fought and Israel was defeated and every man fled to his tent. There was a very great slaughter and there fell of Israel 30,000 foot soldiers. Also the ark of God was captured and the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas died. Now it had been over 300 years since Israel had conquered the land of Canaan. During that time, Many people had defeated them and they had been ruled by many foreign powers, but never had the Ark of the Covenant been captured until now. Then a man of Benjamin ran from the battle line the same day and came to Shiloh with his clothes torn and dirt on his head. Now when he came, there was Eli sitting on a seat by the wayside watching for his heart trembled for the Ark of God. Now, Eli had many faults, but one thing about Eli, he really did have genuine concern for the Ark of the Covenant and for the glory of Israel being among them. And he was very, very concerned uh, to the point of trembling as long as the Ark of the Covenant was gone. No doubt he was not approving of it leaving, but his sons didn't pay any attention to their old man. Uh, They went ahead and took it anyway. And so Eli was just sitting there trembling, hoping that it would come back. And when the man came into the city and told it, all the city cried out. When Eli heard the noise of the outcry, he said, what does the sound of this tumult mean? And the men came quickly and told Eli. Eli was 98 years old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see. And then the man said to Eli, I am he who came from the battle And I fled today from the battle line. And he said, what happened, my son? So the messenger answered and said, Israel has fled before the Philistines and there has been a great slaughter among the people. Also, your two sons, Hophni and Phinehas, are dead and the ark of God has been captured. Then it happened when he made mention of the ark of God that Eli fell off the seat backward by the side of the gate and his neck was broken and he died. For the man was old and heavy, and he had judged Israel 40 years. Just dying, Eli died under the weight of his own heavy body. Many think that he got that way because he and his sons had been eating the offerings not prescribed to them under the law, but had been taking basically whatever they wanted. And in fulfillment of the prophecy, Eli now and his two sons all died on the same day. Now his daughter-in-law, Phinehas' wife, was with child due to be delivered. And when she heard the news that the Ark of God was captured and that her father-in-law and her husband were dead, she bowed herself and gave birth, for her labor pains came upon her. And about the time of her death, the women who stood by her said to her, Do not fear, for you have borne a son. But she did not answer nor did she regard it. Then she named a child Ichabod, saying, The glory has departed from Israel because the ark of God has been captured and because of her father-in-law and her husband. And she said, The glory has departed from Israel for the ark of God has been captured. 
Phinehas's wife demonstrated really more spiritual understanding than her husband, brother-in-law, or father-in-law. She realized the biggest problem wasn't that the Ark of the Covenant was missing from Israel, but really that the glory of God had departed from Israel. You see, it wasn't so much that the piece of furniture was missing, but that the glory of the Lord who was there among that piece of furniture, you know, he was now missing from Israel. With her dying breath as she gave birth to her son, she named him Ichabod, which means no glory. In a very real way, the glory had departed from Israel because of their disobedience. The same thing will happen to us as a nation if we disregard God and disobey his commandments and go our own way. We can't treat God like a lucky charm. We can't print in God we trust on our currency and think that we're good. God is not manipulated by man. Rather, God chooses to dwell in people who have enthroned him in their lives. To many in Israel, it seemed that the glory of God had departed because the Ark of the Covenant was gone, but God was not done with his people. And his word still dwelt in Samuel, his faithful servant and priest. And as long as Christians are present in our country who are allowing God's glory to live in them and through them, even though everything else around us may be darkness, the light in our nation won't be completely extinguished. For God is in his holy temple, and we are the temple of the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Next week, we'll see where the Philistine god Dagon falls on its face before the Ark of the Covenant, and God's hand is so heavy against the Philistines that they can't wait to send the Ark back to Israel. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.